when I was 18, like I was a night, I was a night manager for Asda. So I was a night, you know, I was a manager in kind of retail really young. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was always running that. Night manager for Asda, I was doing kind of 50, 60 hours a week. I was pushing the boat out just to make as much as I could. Um, you know, I moved my missus and me out by like kind of 1920, got my own place, uh, a nice house, moved both my kids in with us, obviously. Because uh, we needed that space at the time we were living with her dad. Um, and it was nothing against him, do you know what I mean? It was just, you know, I'm a big guy and, and you know, I've got my kids, two, you know, two boys, her, we just needed some space. So mm. it's good to get out, but it, it really did force me to have a work ethic that I didn't know I had at the time, do you know what I mean? Which is good. And it instilled that in me. So, you know, by the, by the time I was 25, 26, I'd been like a night manager for Asda, a store manager for JD, service manager for Argos, trading manager for Asda again. Like, I'd, I'd got myself around, do you know what I mean? And all the uh, roles sound like they were always managerial. Yeah, they were always, they were always managerial. Uh, but it's because I'd, I'd, I always had a thing, and this is a little tip from me for people that do work in retail, is every two years you should be looking to refresh. Mm. Never stay somewhere longer than two years because... One one retail based benefits are nothing. There is no benefit to staying somewhere for twenty years. Mm. They cap your redund- they cap your payment like a redundancy payment at twenty years. They only pay you a week's salary per year that you're there anyway. So yeah, I remember. Overall, that. you're yeah. not going to get that much money anyway. Do you know what I mean? So what I always say is get the money now. And the reason I say that is because when you move external, you're always going to earn more money. Mm. So every time you get a new job externally to another company, they will pay you more than they would have paid someone internally stepping up because you're external talents. They have yeah. to pay more. Yeah. So every two years, I would always switch up. I've never, I haven't spent longer than two years in any retail job anywhere. And I would always get an extra few grand, extra few grand, extra few grand every couple of years. And that was mm. how I treated. Do you know what I mean? And then, I suppose, oh, God, where do I even start here? So I've always been a gamer. Mm. You know, who hasn't been a gamer? Modern Warfare 2, good Lord. Like, the amount of time I put into, like, gaming when I was kind of 10 to 17 was astronomical. But I've definitely probably put a good year of, an actual year of time in that seven-year period. See, this is crazy. Let me just say to you, right, to hear that you're a gamer and you put that much time into it, my brain goes, what the fuck are you on about? Mate. Right, but I know the thing is I know it's a huge mm. thing, but I actually don't I, I don't understand it. And I will say, right, bearing in mind, like this is just my flippant ADHD. I've bought a PlayStation, mm. a brand new one twice. I bought a, a three six. Uh, what's it called? The fucking Xbox. Mm. I don't even know what they called look. And I bought an Xbox. I went fucking nuts and bought everything just because yeah. I was like that whole like let's get obsessed yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I it. never got into it. Yeah. And I tried to force myself to get into yeah. it because I wanted Do you know to what I think have it is? that. I think. Once you hit a certain age, you just you stop. can't. Yeah, you mine and was I, more adult. And I think I think if you were younger in that Doing time that, period of yeah. when it was blowing, then you, you would have been hooked. just as hooked as anyone yeah. else. And I think that's it's like me now. Like I, I I barely touch a game now at all. It's because I don't care for them. But yeah. if you were to say to me just five, three, four years ago, do you think you will ever stop playing games? I'd have gone shut up. Hell yeah. no. Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll like, stop breathing. Cool. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'll stop. Yeah, literally, I'll stop breathing. Like, no way will I. But now it's like I've got a gaming room dedicated. You know, I've got my free triple monitor set up, gaming PC, PS5, Xbox. You name it. Got my streaming set up. Got like a whole graffiti wall behind me. I spent so much money on this room, and now it's like. Until I go in there, so I've got a YouTube video for the yeah, and then I don't go in there, yeah. or I go in there to use my mini fridge and get a, like an ape can out or whatever I want to get out or a yeah. beard. I mean, I, I don't use the room. Yeah. Um, Why did you keep it? Is that just a bit of a? Uh, I suppose it's my space. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still my space. Do your lads use it, or is it not? They, they do. My boys will go down and be like, "Can I use your game?" Um, they've both, you know, they've got PS5s and everything themselves, but they'll be like, "Can we use your PC or use it?" And you know, they will use it, but it's just, I suppose, I'm not ready to let go of it yet, no. even though I, you know. Little baby. Like, he is, yeah. Um, 
And it's like everything is a bridge, you've got to cross that bridge. So if you look mm. at hypnotherapy, you talk about gates opening and crossing bridges and one bridge at a time mm. and imagine a beautiful field with different different bridges you've got to come across and, and that's how the thing. Mm. The whole of life is up up and down. You, yeah. you know, you can go from a hero to zero. I mean, look at your famous spasm. Yeah, yeah. Fucking went viral, didn't it? Yeah. We didn't take long, did it? I mean, one one second you're there, the next and then you're riding on the floor. Yeah. So and, yeah. and that that's how quick life can change. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's how quick life can change. Yeah. It's so you know. But what could you do? You could have bitched about on the floor and still be bitching about it now. Yeah. Next time, maybe take some you know make some intervention so that doesn't minimize the t- the chance of it, and you carry on, don't you? This is yeah. this is with everybody. You get massive setbacks. Yeah. No, it's true. And also, you like you know when you look at things like that, there's so many things in life that can. I, I just call them noise because it's just noise isn't it like there's so many noises that can tr- attract you that direction but actually you got to remember the way you're going and you got to yeah. continue your path regardless yeah I mean look there is for me and I'll say this to my kids as well there's only one path mm. right all this stuff about you have options and develop yourself and you know enjoy yourself and they said no it doesn't work that way mm. you know you've got to cross that bridge however you cross it doesn't matter do it legally yeah without fucking anyone over and, and go across it. Mm. Right, because otherwise you just sit, you'll sit on the side and everybody else will go across it. No mm. one's going to, cr- you know, unfortunately. No one's going to hold your hand and walk yeah, with you. Not anymore. No one's going to no. carry you across that bridge. If you no. find, if you're lucky enough to find that, that's a blessing for you. I always say this thing, and a lot of people say I'm, I'm wrong for saying it, but I'll still continue saying it because I'm right in my, in my eyes. But nobody cares. I'm not do, you, do you know when you get, pe- the thing is, when, when people hear me say this, right, when I say that nobody cares, People think they mean actually nobody cares. And like, oh yeah, well, my missus cares, my dog cares, my blah, 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 whatever. That's fine. People are just talking shit. The thing, my point is what I'm trying to say is that no, when it comes down to that actual fine straw, everybody thinks about themselves. Look, and, and, the, and the reason I say that is so that, so that you don't ever become reliant on other people. It's not because I mean nobody actually cares. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's the fact that if you become reliant on other people, then you'll always think that someone will help you. Mate, I'll tell you the, this: over the bridge. I worked with disability, MS, strokes for a mm. long time. Uh, I've had partners say to me, "I would leave my husband or my wife or girlfriend or boyfriend if it wasn't for what people would think, because yeah. it's too intense looking after them." I've a thousand times I've been told this. Mm. Okay, and when I when I had my um, you know the back surgeries and one of the surgeries went wrong, so I've got partial paralysis of my leg and things like this. There, how long will somebody look after you? Who's going to even carry me going to the bathroom or something? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can happen to anyone. Disease can happen, and I, I, I you know I really hope it doesn't happen to anybody. But the fact is, fifteen months on crutches, not being able to walk properly, and I went up to squat three hundred as well after that. Mm. Right, not massive, but that's not massive, no. Nah, but it's not. Look at look what everyone's doing nowadays. Fucking got kids deadlifting. <laughs> yeah, but you, when you, I see these kids deadlifting now, I think, fuck, you know, what the hell's going on? But the you know, you've got to again. My only advice to people: you've got to battle your way through it. There'll always be good people along that journey as well who will help you if you if they see you're trying to move forward, they will help you. But just by sitting on the side of the road and sitting there crying about it. You know, and I'm 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 gonna say I'm gonna be bold enough to say it's not the man's way. I'm mm. sorry, but it isn't. Mm. It's true. It's yeah. true. You know, you've you've got to do it. I mean, you've got family and kids. It's not about you anymore. It's about putting putting you know really putting them forward. Yeah. And and that's what you've got to do. And that's why you've got to do what you've got to do. Yeah.
but that's that thing, isn't it? What you said, oh, like a lot of the time that's looked at as wrong to say that now, isn't it? But ultimately, it still it boils down to that in the end. Yeah, it? but see, we're packs only. We can still say it. No. We, we can say it's part of our culture. We can we can still get away with it. So for the time being, anyway. Who who did you sort of like aspire to around that bodybuilding? Like I I knew the six six was tall for a bodybuilder. So yeah. I didn't really have any like physiques that I could. What was Arnie out of interest? I feel like he's really tall. Six yeah. one, right? Yeah, maybe six two. I think even Lou Ferrigno was like I think maybe six four. Um, but obviously they were, I suppose, you know, pre pre where I was anyway. And if we actually mm. look at their physiques now, golden era, they're great. But would they be competitive in today's bodybuilding scene? Probably not. Like mm. certainly from a condition point of view, it's a whole new, yeah, whole yeah. new ball game. So, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't, you know, and I've always known, like I am, like I'm putting myself in, a, in like I'm not a, dis- in corner, not right, a disadvantage, yeah. but like it's it's not the the normal thing to be a tall guy and to, yeah. and I, I've used that in a way, I've accepted it and been like, right, my progress will be my progress at my rate. There's no reference point, you know, for mm. that, but also what can be achieved you know what like me i know me and jamie have spoken like this and i'll ref- reference jamie a lot because he's you know a good friend and we train together for, for a period and he's six five and it's someone else that we were on that level but we were always like you know one of our ambitions is to show what is possible what at, can, at your what can be done yeah as a tall guy because no we we've not we didn't have that and yeah. now people have that you know to look up to and although you know they might not be prepared to dedicate 10 12 years to it mm. if they wanted to it's possible it's possible and yeah, we're showing yeah, yeah. that we're yeah. showing that so but that for a lot of people is boring <coughs> they're impatient and yeah, these oh things God, aren't yeah. they like it's yeah. like but you, you never thought that no because you you're, I, ne- I never thought any any further ahead than the next show mm. um, every every time I've come off stage it's been what's next you know 2010 I took two years off 2012 I stepped on stage considerably bigger and better two years off again 2014 considerably bigger and better and literally every time I got off stage it was like right I want to compete you know, 2014, I wanted to compete every year from that point onwards. So it's like I have 12 months. How am I breaking this down? How am I going to progress? How am I going to get mm. better? And just haven't, didn't give any, again, didn't give any thought to the bigger picture because the, the small, you're, you're building the small steps are, are what's mm. building it. Yeah. It's really funny because obviously I coach and, and, and it's what I help people do, you know, building the bricks, planning, planning things and, and yeah. periodizing things. But, you know, for me, listening to you there, it feels. I want to say exciting. I think that's the right word. It feels exciting to listen to what you're saying there because yeah. when I think about myself as well, I'm like, yeah, I'm in that groove. But you know what? And I will openly say this, and it's probably an ADHD thing, but I, 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 I get excited by the thought of it yeah. and then I go, oh, fuck, I can't wait. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that, But that's something I see that you have, yeah. and I will say mastered, I feel like it's, yeah. you do. But you have it very mastered, don't you, where you're like, this is your journey, this is your lifestyle, and I will commit to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think I become too flippant sometimes. Although, you know, I'm not saying I don't work hard, because I'm sure yeah. you see it. But, yeah. you know, it, but I, I do have that point where, you know where you go show to show to show to show? Yeah. I do often go, right, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do something. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. that's but something I, I think I arguably, with. though, like you're in a position to do that because you're an athlete. Like mm. Bodybuilders aren't athletes. We're, you know, we're, we're one-dimensional beings. You know, mm. and, and I think any bodybuilder who has done what you've done and tried to go off in another direction has just broken. 
Yeah, um, you yeah. Know, you'll have the odd, the odd bodybuilder who will go into powerlifting and strongman, and it, w- it won't work it doesn't out last well. Last long, yeah. You know you, I mean, you do like, know unless you're going to commit to that process and actually transition properly. But you've got to really peak it yeah, slow, haven't you? Exactly. Then into um, it, yeah. Like you know, I think, and again, I've. I know I know what I am. I'm a bodybuilder, and mm. I know what I want to be, and I want to be a bodybuilder. And once this bodybuilding journey is done, then I'll reassess and you know yeah. see what see what I want from that. But yeah. for now, it's uh, yeah. My only goal was to make England's once, and that was a five-year plan when I first started, and I made yeah. it to England's after three years of training strongman. Yeah. So anything after that oh my wife would tell me I've just said I just want to make England's and I did England's and it's like I want to make UK's and I made UK's it's like I just kept on going and I was like where does this end so now I'm 31 and I'm at that stage now where it's like I don't care I'm just going to enjoy it and that girl I think before I was so serious and I was like and I was putting so much pressure on myself like especially like four weeks um, before a comp I'd probably have a bad session that's it room a day and you think What's the point? Yeah. You see, I, I don't know you in massive depth, but just from what I know of you, I don't think that's true, but obviously it is. Well, I, but I, what you mean about how competitive? I'm very competitive. No, no, no. As in like, you know, a, a bad session would completely screw you. I see you as so chilled. And oh, so, no, no. Do, yeah, do you know no, what I mean? But is that an old you then? No. If I... I deal with it better now. Yeah. Previously, if I had a bad session, I mean, because I'd train late at night, so it'd be the last thing of the day anyway. So mm. I'd literally go back in the house and she would ask me, how's this session? And I'd be like, don't ask today. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And she'd be like, oh. It's just like, but then where I've been, my training age is you know, quite big. I've been doing lifting weights since I was 13. So it's yeah. quite, I'm quite experienced in it, knowing that, you know, it's like the rule of thirds that, you know, third of the time it's shit, third of the time it's okay, third of the time it's great. Mm. And you have to take that into account and you yeah, have to yeah. just accept it. Yeah. That's, that's great mentality I'm looking at it because, you're right. There's so many people that will have a shit day mm. and everything goes out the window. Yeah. But again, they're the people, like what you are saying a minute ago, that take things too serious. And I will hold my hands up. I, uh, I have got a very obsessive personality and I think that takes over with that sometimes. So I will obsess on things mm. and then be, then be more stressed than I should. Or yeah, that, no, that's a could have been. effect. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think where I've, yeah, I've tried too hard. And then I've just ruined it. And yeah. you think, just enjoy it. You're not enjoying it. Enjoy yeah. yourself. It's funny because, um, again, that's probably another brownie point for Sarah. Not that I'm setting you and my missus up. <laughs> but, she, but that's what she always says to me, though, about that whole... And you're right in that. that she always says to me, like, when you're not enjoying it, that's when you you know get stressed and then you, you do, become an do, asshole yeah but it's, but it's true <laughs> it's but you, know, yeah. you, you have a bad mood you have a bad mood you have a bad look on it you have a then your whole your whole personality becomes you're a strong man and it's yeah. like you, you can't yeah. because you've got all these other people depending on you and you can't just rely on you're not in your own bubble you've yeah. got this bubble around you with support network and you have to kind of use that to help you in your sport not because if you don't then you're just going to piss everyone off. You're going to get pissed off. Mm. Weight's not going well. And your sister's downward spiral of you being an asshole to everyone and it, stuff not going your way. Yeah. So you really have to like... That's when, you, when I said like, I'm a bit blasé and I'm not like, I'm going to be the best deadlifter in the UK and all that stuff. It's more like, no, I'm just going to see where it goes and I'm going to enjoy it. Mm. I've kind of learnt from all the times that I've pushed, tried to get something. And then it's that... It's almost like and then it's not a fear of failure. Yeah. Because I don't mind if I fail. Now, I couldn't care. 
I'll turn up to like any comp I go to now. It's not a case of before. I used to stroll Instagram, see who's lifting what, and be like, yeah. "Oh, I want to get this, want to get that." But it's like now it's no. I know what I can do. I've got these times in my mind. If I hit that, I've had a good comp. Yeah. Where I place, that's where I place. Yeah. If if I dwell on it, what's I mean? What's the point in dwelling on it? Mm. You're just going to make yourself miserable. Mm. I have bad days. Everyone has bad days. Even yeah. someone with no disability can have a bad day. It's nothing to as well, is it? And that no, the only, the only time I, it's, yeah. it's, it's nothing about that. The only time I kind of have a bad day is if I fall <laughs> over through the leg. Nothing to do with yeah. whatever. You know, if I could be just walking or something. The leg gives way on me. Then I get angry that why have I, you know, not why have I lost the leg, but then that's the only time I kind of, do, like, you know, think about it. Mm. But apart from that, it's like, it's, it's like it's me. You know, mm. when, when I come out of intensive care, that's it. I've lost the leg. It's it, that's me. It's me now. That's it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got a break in a second, and I yeah. do want to go deeper into that. So let's just literally speak about this Guinness World Record before we we break, yep. and then I want to go into sort of like the depth of of that as well. But so on the build up for this, just you. I don't want to say you failed it, but you did. It was a failed rep, yeah. <laughs> you failed a dizzy rep. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, like, how did you feel after going to, you know, Ultimate Strongman and... I was gutted I didn't get it. An, enough, an insanely big crowd yeah, and you didn't yeah. get the rep. How yeah. did you feel? I felt it? really gutted. I, I, it was like I let me down, everyone down, like even you and, you know, the crowd, the audience, because um, I, I knew it was there. I just mm. knew it was there. How easy it went to my chest. And then just getting dizzy just like that for no reason even when it was to my chest I said we've got it and yeah. then I just went just come from nowhere went dizzy and I had to yeah. drop it yeah, yeah. and then obviously because I was put under a time limit I couldn't get it back in time yeah because my arms just because I'm curling 100 kilos I just couldn't yeah clean. was it two cleans you did or three I three like cleans yeah three yeah. but at the end of the day it's your max log like yeah. anyone to do a max rep a couple of times cleaning it multiple times yeah. is going to take it out yeah. mm. um, yeah. not, to, not, you know, not, not to forget that there was I don't know 5,000 people what, what was it about 3,000 3,000 people yeah. do you know what I mean like yeah. you got all the pressure of that you got the lights you got it was hot and, yeah. do you know what I mean all this all, all this tension yeah. and then it's like your life just feels like it just fell out your ass. Yeah, I was, yeah it was a bit of, I was gutted I'm not going to lie on that one yeah. I had three days of my lip dragging on the floor, yeah. and then I got back in touch with them. Yeah, and then, but, but which is a fight attitude, man. Mm. That is the line mind itself. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a. I'm not allowing that to, you know, control me. I'm yeah. gonna see where we're at and yeah. then go again. Yeah. Um, but then come, come the you know Guinness World Record, which is sitting right there anyway. Yeah. Um, you absolutely fucking nailed it, and yeah. I will say myself yeah. that feeling yeah. of just. I don't know, hugging you afterwards yeah, was yeah. insane for me, mm, so it must have been yeah. insane. Yeah, I'm glad they said yeah. keep in touch because they were gutted just as much as I was on the day because they watched yeah. me do the warm-up at 95 kilo in the back the back of the uh, arena. Yeah. So they knew that, you know, it was, it there. was, it was yeah. there, yeah. yeah. So they said, look, have a bit of time, get back in touch and we'll go for it. I mean, the adjudicator and everything like that to come out, like I say, they did it all off the rainbow. It was insane, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was wicked. So, and if anyone who goes on the Guinness World Records to try and do a Guinness World Records, they'll know what it costs for an adjudicator to come out. Yeah. So then for them to come out, £8,200. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. £500 to jump the queue. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they did all that and because they, they believed yeah, in Yeah, they yeah. believed in me, yeah. That's why they come out, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. It, was, it was an electric day, mate. I, we'll, yeah. We'll remember that forever and then yeah. especially now because I've got the... Yeah.